Welcome back, everybody. This is episode two of Keller's Corner Podcast. Again with me today, I have Jeff Schwimmer, and we are ready to get rolling on the second one. We are actually brought to you by two awesome uh, sponsors today, the first one being Tenry Sneakers. Jeff, go ahead and tell them about Tenry Sneakers. Well, Tenry Sneakers is a sneaker company, a resale company, buy, sell, trade, um, run by a classmate of ours, J. Joe Tenry. Uh, Tenry Sneakers uh, will get you the best sneakers on this side of the Mississippi. Um, you can follow them on, on Instagram. It's Tenry Sneakers. That is 10RY underscore sneakers. That would be all lowercase. 10RY underscore sneakers. Great guy, honest guy. Uh, he'll give you a good deal on a great pair of shoes. Yep, and he uh, actually does restorations and cleanings too. He has this thing called the Ice Box, I think it is. And yeah. he can uh, just put any shoes in it and it'll just wipe the midsole and the sole clean and make the shoes look really good. Yeah. Our second sponsor today is PRG Prototyping and Professional. Uh, all your prototyping or uh, design needs they can handle. Uh, they've got that uh, water jet deal, or deal and it'll cut anything from styrofoam up to, I think, two, three inch thick metal. Mm. Um, they're located on North Rouse, 2801 North Rouse in Pittsburgh, Kansas. And their number is 620-230-0180. 620-230-0180. That is PRG Professional and Prototyping. Uh, good people over there. I know them really well. They uh, do a lot of cool stuff. They've made a lot of cool stuff for our school, made a lot of cool stuff for different companies. Any signs, no matter the price, anything you need, uh, they can get it done. Great people over there. So with that, let's get rolling. Yeah, our, let's first get topic, topics. our first topic today is, uh, I think it's a good one. Is that, I agree, I agree. Uh, and it is, should college athletes be paid by universities? Yeah. Now, my initial thought is, I, I don't, I, I'm going to say they, I don't think they should be directly paid. Here's why. When you, especially at high universities like SEC schools, Power mm-hmm. 5 conference schools. Yeah. The amount of uh, clothes the access to facilities, the housing, the all the free stuff you get, the food. And the education. And, and well, education, that's on part of your scholarship, which yeah, exactly. technically is being paid for, I mm-hmm. mean, at least exactly. part of it. For those high-level athletes, yes. of course. I, I just think all that entails your tuition. I think mm-hmm. I don't think you need to be paid by the university. Now, do I think that... Uh, Universities should allow kids out of season to make money. Yes, and some like some states are doing. It. I think Missouri just passed a yeah, law. Or California a bill, did. California has done it. So, the the athletes there can uh, be in a commercial or be like in an advertisement for a business, anything like that, and the business can pay them like how much ever money they want. Yeah. To and just to have, be in the commercial where before if you were in a commercial. You'd just be in it voluntarily. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I don't think they should be paid, but I do think they should be able to make money out of season. But if, if I mean, if they were going to pay them, which I think we'll see eventually, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see college athletes being paid eventually. I think it has to be a very low and very set number. But yeah. the thing is, bigger athletes like your Trevor Lawrence, your uh-huh. main dudes, they're bringing, yeah, they're bringing in more money than... The punter. Exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. That, so how are you going to... Yeah. 
how are you going to even that up? Are you going to pay them all the same? I don't mm-hmm. think so. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't see that happening. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to make the same as the long snapper. Yeah. Like, if if they were to pay them, that's the thing I want to hear. That's that's my side of it. Jeff, what okay, are your thoughts? So, so I'm going to agree with you um, on that point that I don't think college athletes should be paid um, directly. The, the word you used was directly. And I agree with that. But um, kind of going off what you said... Um, I do believe the college athletes should be able to make money off of um, the term that a lot of people are using is off of their image and likeness. Yep. Um, so um, jersey sales yep. um, are a big thing um, for college athletes especially um, and could be a bigger thing, um, but they're not seeing a cent of that revenue. Yeah. And um, if you're the reason that that jersey is being sold, <laughs> you should be getting a share of that income. Also, commercials, you mentioned that. I think that definitely out of season commercials should be allowed you should be able to get endorsements do commercials i don't see the harm in allowing college athletes to do that i don't see the harm also in allowing college athletes to have jobs so that's that's one of the main things that kind of underlies this issue is that the ncaa um has heavy restrictions on college athletes having just normal jobs even off season even having like YouTube channels that they make yeah. money off of or anything like that. And those are really heavy restrictions. Um, so I think there needs to be a lot of reform in that. But also, when you're talking about college athletes being paid directly, being paid to play football like you see in um, the NFL and in professional sports organizations, um, it would really change the entire dynamic of college football. Yeah. The way we see it, you would see people going to colleges, um, trying to get paid, and it would really put an advantage at rich colleges and yeah. disadvantaged poor colleges, and I think it would really kind of ruin the whole college football mm-hmm. um, yeah. dynamic. Yeah, because, like, if you... Because if... Uh, one, like, the SEC schools, they have boatloads of money, and, mm-hmm. like, your smaller, like, Missouri Fa- Missouri Valley schools, like Missouri State and mm-hmm. Southern Illinois or whatever, yeah. they're not going to be able to pay each kid what the SEC exactly. school can pay. And yeah. then if... If kids know that they can get better pay out of a SEC school, but don't really like that school, but they can pay them more, well, like yeah, yeah, yeah I think I think it's gonna mess up recruiting. Oh yeah, and just I think the whole college football dynamic would be changed, and I just don't like the idea of it because I, I, I mean either. you're already being given so much for free. Mm-hmm. Like the the facilities that college athletes have access to in most places are world class places. World class like facilities. insane. Like if you if that was a normal gym, like a gym membership there, can you imagine what that would cost? Exactly. Like, and especially for D one schools. I mean, but even if you're looking at uh higher end D two schools, the facilities yeah. that you have are state of the art. Especially I mean, uh like even, at Pitt State. Even some JUCOs are even some like, JUCOs. Iowa Western yeah. their football and baseball facilities are D one. Exactly. D one caliber. Exactly. I mean, and another thing I didn't mention was uh, autographs for money. Yeah, so that would, I think, fall under image and likeness, and uh, that's another major thing that they're not allowed to do that I don't see the personal harm in that as opposed to paying college athletes directly. I think there's a distinction that needs to be made there. Yep, yep. And so with the autographs, can they autograph something and have it as a charity? I think that's allowed. I so I'm not sure the exact rule of that, but I I remember hearing something to the effect of but they can't charity make money organizations charity. like you can't make money, but I'm pretty sure there's exceptions for charity. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, 
With that said, we want to move into our second topic, and that is exotic animal ownership in the United States. Uh Uh-huh. Well, anywhere, really. But, um... Well, I heard this... There's a crazy stat going on right now, and it's that with exotic animals, that there are... I'm sure everybody saw the Joe Exotic, or what was it called? Tiger King? Tiger King. I love that show. I'm sure a lot of people watch that, but... There are more tigers in captivity in the state of Texas alone than there are tigers in the world. In, mm. in the wild? In the, yeah, okay. in the wild. Okay. Not non-captivity. Okay. So there are estimated anywhere from like 2,000 to 5,000 tigers in captivity in Texas. Yeah, so um, the stat I'm looking at here on my notes is um, it's estimated that between 5,000 and 7,000 tigers are kept as pets in, yeah. the, in, the, in the United States, um, this is. Um, that's more than exist in the wild, wild in the world. And, um, from what you're saying, um, a majority of those would be in Texas. Um, tigers can be purchased, um, for as little as $300, um, as cubs and tigers are obviously the largest kind of, um, business that comes in exotic animal ownership, but also, um, exotic reptiles are a large, uh, thing. Mm -hmm. Other large felines, um, non-human primates like monkeys, apes, um, and to a lesser extent, gorillas and baboons and things like that. And um, that trade in exotic animals, I'm reading here, is a multi-billion dollar year industry in the United States alone. And um, there are real effects of this industry um, when it comes to animals being in the wild, of, co- of course. So most animals that are entering the pet trade are going to come from um, other countries. many sources, um, a lot are stolen from their native habitat, but also are uh, from zoos that, that there's like a surplus or um, a lot are sold at auctions or there's backyard breeding. that And that was kind of what was explored in Tiger King. And um, what Cub you breeding, especially. Uh, yeah, breeding and things like that. And um, there's really dangerous effects of these. Um, some of those effects are um, transmission of deadly diseases. Um between those animals, uh, two humans, um, because of this extensive private pet ownership, um, the CDC actually estimates that 93,000 salmonella cases, um, in the United States every year are caused by exposure to reptiles. Um, and most of those reptiles are going to be private possession reptiles. So there's a, a lot of this, and then it really hurts the animals as well. Um, there are very few states that are going to prohibit possession of animals um there are actually only 10 states that are prohibiting this so the and the effects on on the animals not being in the wild environment is is pretty dangerous the states there's three classifications there's one no no like exotic animals whatsoever as pets okay Okay. there's you have to have a permit to own it as a pet which i'm sure you have to go through a bunch of stuff okay and then there's openly you can have it Okay. Which so I think, yeah, I think Texas might be one. Yeah. Of them. So I'm I'm reading like, this here. You can no permit. You're free to get whatever. Yeah. I so I misspoke about that before. Um, not ten. So eighteen states, um, prohibit the possession of these exotic animals. So the large felines, wolves, bears, apes, dangerous reptiles, things like that. Ten states have a partial ban. So um, they kind of prohibit um possession of some, and then you need like licenses for others. Yeah. And then um, thirteen states just require a license or permit. Yeah. And then um there are also cities and counties that have stronger oh. laws against that. But what you really see from that is that 
if you want to have an exotic animal or an exotic animal private zoo in the United States, it's possible to do that. Yeah, that's the thing with, like, the Tiger King thing is, uh, you know, you have to have the permit, like you said. But, yeah. Uh, Joe Exotic or whatever, he's like, oh, no, I'm just going to open a zoo. Yeah. Which he kind of bypassed the whole... Yeah, and bypassing the whole thing, thing and then like, and the laws around it are really out of date. Yeah. And what's really happening in this kind of entire exotic animal type deal is that it's hurting animals. Number one, taking them away from their natural habitats. Um, the mortality rates are much higher yeah. than we in saw the wild. The show that the the animals there were not treated very well. Exactly. We saw that, you know, it took like hundreds of hundreds of pounds to feed the animals uh-huh. just the tigers there yes exactly just the tigers and not to mention joe exotic had bears wolves and all other Snakes, kinds of crazy stuff yeah. going on and it took hundreds and hundreds of pounds i think it, what was it he needed like seven or eight calves a day to feed oh, the yeah. tigers yes and then they had the meat truck come they in had meat from trucks walmart with, there was like rotten. expired meat yeah rotten and then his meat. employees would go out there and yeah, pick so, through what they want. And so and, the industry, um, what you see from Tiger King, but also from other documentaries and um, other news articles and things like that, is that the industry around exotic animals is just nasty. Yeah. Um, it really is. And um, a lot of that has to deal with that the nature of what's going on there is nasty. Taking animals out of their natural habitat for personal gain um, and putting them in unsafe environments, putting other humans in unsafe environments, and um, not doing something that's good for the country or for yourself or for the animals. So. Yeah. And then you have people like uh, Carol Baskin in the show who opened <laughs> well, crazy Carol. She uh, <laughs> she had like a, she, a sanctuary uh-huh. or whatever where she it seemed like in the show she actually seemed like she I know she was kind of an odd character but odd character. She actually cared about the cats she had. Uh-huh. She actually you know, kept them well fed, kept them in big, nice habitat. Yeah, or and I think one of the things that was kind of explored on that show is even these places that call themselves animal sanctuaries. Yeah. However, like, is it really a sanctuary when they're not in their natural habitat? Yeah. When they're not in the wild? When you're just that's saying it's thing. a sanctuary, think, but uh, is it? I really? think if we're gonna call it a sanctuary, we have to take animals and then return them back exactly. to their wild habitat. Exactly. Like, I don't think we can. I don't think you can call yourself a sanctuary if you're not helping the animals return back to their natural home, mm-hmm. which is... I mean, you're not being a sanctuary for them if yeah. you're causing them harm and yeah. causing them to die earlier than they would in the wild and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, so, off the topic of big cats, I, well, we can stay on it, but do you think we should... Is there any certain animals that we should say, no, you're not allowed to have that at all? Like a gorilla. Like, so like, Should you be allowed to have a freaking gorilla <laughs> running around your so backyard? Like, so I don't know. Like, um, I would have to do more research into like the laws and regulations that are at that and stuff. But um, to me, it seems that it would be very unwise and very unsafe yeah. to be having a lot of these animals um, legal for private possession. Yeah. Well, you saw... Especially, like, large feline cats, yeah. like tigers and stuff, and then, like, extremely yeah. large apes, and then yeah. bears and stuff. Well, and wolves. Uh, another point that I was going to talk about was, you saw, through the show, the whole thing, you saw that uh, Joe Exotic actually kind of, like, the cats were pretty friendly with him. Yes. And other times, they'd get a hold of him, tear him up, and exactly. one and girl lost her one, finger yeah, lost or her arm. arm yeah, yeah. Most of her arm. And... 
Mm-hmm. And so you see, like, people, oh, they're my friends. They mm-hmm. they enjoy my presence. And, I enjoy their presence. And even the people that are, like, the most friendly with these cats, you have to understand. And it's still a wild, wild animal. It they're, can st- still, they're still wild animals. One swipe of its paw can take off They're still head. wild like, animals, and, um, like... It's still unsafe to be handling yeah. these animals outside of their natural habitat, no matter how friendly. It's unsafe you for you, but it's also unsafe for the animals. It's un, it's it's even more to an lions extent. Lions aren't adapted to see an animal exactly, and this or is a kind of human, a, yeah, an animal, a human, a human yeah. bring them food every day. Exactly, they're adapted that's, to be hunters, and that's just what it is. It's just kind of a human overreach into like a kind of an entertainment um, industry that uh, really is just harming everybody that it's affecting. Really. Yeah. Yep. So, um, our third and final topic. I know last time we went up to uh, about 56 minutes. We're going to try and keep this one around. The next coming up ones, we're going to try and keep them around 30 or 40 just so yeah. you guys can get in, get out. It's easier to listen for you. You're not struggling to listen to the whole thing. You're just listening to the first five minutes because you see it's an hour long. Yeah. So, our last topic today is um, should the U.S. discontinue the penny the one cent coin mm-hmm. should we keep it should we outlaw it or outlaw it and is it doing good for us do we still need it is it doing bad because wasn't there a point in time i don't remember the years exactly where it cost three cents to make one penny um so all i can speak about is what it is now so now it's about two cents yeah um to make a penny um is what i'm reading right here it costs about two cents to make one penny and that's um, in distinction to the other coins where as uh, nickel, dime, and quarter and um, the less used $1 coin um, all make profits. So um, they are worth more than it costs to make them. But the penny is the one exception to that coin. So um, That's a big problem. It, it is a big start problem. Out, we're, we're, making, we're spending more money than we are like, like just in a business. Like You don't make a product that costs you more to make it exactly then you are gonna use it for mm-hmm. like especially when it's double of what you're mm-hmm. and exactly like if it was like it was oh it cost 1.01 cents to make one penny and it wouldn't be that big of a deal well it's still mm-hmm. a big deal but yeah so that's that's kind of one of the things where i see just gross government inefficiency and um mm-hmm. lack of concern for the american taxpayer dollar and um that that's a problem in my eyes um not because of it's costing so much money because it's in the broad scheme of things it's not costing a ton of money to keep making the penny but just the fact that most people see this as just an okay thing where the government's just gross waste of people's money um and that's a problem but there are also other side effects so say we discontinued the penny and there's no more penny so the first thing you would see is that everything is going to be rounded to the nearest nickel um, prices at stores, um, taxes and everything like that. Um, so that's, that's the first effect that the normal consumer would see. However, is that that big of a deal? Like, do you think that's that big of a deal? Um, no, not really. I think it's, I think we can round up, round down. I think we can too. I don't think it'll hurt us, Mm -hmm. but I think... Like my question is, if we discontinue the penny, there's still gonna be pennies out there in the world, mm-hmm. obviously. So like what's um, our what's what are we gonna do with them? So Just there are a, there are kind of collection op- of <laughs> options I think that we have with that. Uh, 
number one would be a like a exchange program where yeah. you could exchange pennies. Um, and also there's a, another option I think where you could um just allow the penny to still be used in circulation. They just stop making yeah, them and that, eventually, and eventually it would go out of it would go out of circulation yeah. kind of just over time. And then um the other one would just be to cut it off and then allow people to melt down pennies for the yeah. middle. Yeah. And um and that and that could go along with any of the other options too, and just cutting off allowing people to melt down the pennies for metal. Um, especially the ones like before eighty two or the ones that are made of copper, not yeah. not zinc. I think that's where the three cents thing the was. the, the well, cutoff might be yeah, the cutoff might be it's either in the seventies or eighties, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But um so those are like kind of some options, but so I don't think it's that big of a deal um to discontinue the penny. Yeah. Um simply because of the amount of money that is electronic. Yeah, that's now, what I, I that's right exactly what I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Is my next question for you is going to be when and or if and when does it happen that we are one hundred percent electronic money? I think in our lifetimes, um, for sure. But I think you can already see the initial effects of it now. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, when people think of electronic money, first of all, I think they automatically think of just everything on your phone. Yeah. But when I first think of that, I just think of credit cards yeah. and debit cards. You're not paying cash. You're using this card to represent your money. Strip. Yeah, and it's just a little a little chip in there. Most yeah. people have the chip cards yeah. now instead of the swipe ones. And um, it's indirect method of buying this now, buying and selling and everything. And um, our world is moving more and more towards that. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, and then the thing that I wonder is, so if we're going to move to all electronic money, so there's different apps right now that you can have money in as part of a separate bank account, kind of like Venmo, Cash App. Yeah, yeah. Do we, so if we are going to go all electronic money, do we all need a universal app? Do we all need a universal, like... I guess you can still transfer money between yeah. different banks. Yes. But if we are gonna use, if we're not gonna have credit cards anymore, mm-hmm. like no but credit cards, just. On so your, so on you're talking phone. about like kind of farther yeah. into the future. Yeah, if just, everything's like through your phone, through your yeah. technological yeah. devices, um, should it be the same? Well, I think that's kind of something the free market decides. To be yeah. honest, because yeah. um, so like PayPal was invented by Elon Musk. Um. I don't know how many years ago, but um, Elon Musk invented it as like that electronic method, kind of like the pioneer vision of this electronic method of payment and things like that and transferring money and everything. And I think the free market kind of will decide that if if one kind of app is necessary or one kind of company is necessary for like it to all function coherently, like in a such a big economy that America has, then I think the kind of the free market will decide that and maybe that we'll need government um, regulation, I don't know, because it would be so far into the future that we would see the phasing out of all cash yeah. of even, and then phasing even away from like credit cards and debit cards. But um, yeah, I think that's something that would kind of be decided just by how things play out over yeah. time. I think, so back to the penny thing, I think the penny is useful in some ways. In some ways. But yes. I don't think it is necessary. Yeah, so I think I think if we can, wanted to get rid of it, we could. It wouldn't affect mm-hmm. us that much. Yeah. But I, do I think, think get that used sometimes to it. oh yeah, like, I wish I had a penny. Yeah. Like and that's something like too, like I think 
the most useful aspect of the penny is not paying with a penny or anything. It's that we can round things to the nearest cent yeah. and not to the nearest five cents. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, and that could save you a lot of money over a lot of time. And the funny thing is like most pennies I find they're on the ground. Exactly. Oh, like I just... <laughs> I, you could go outside and you could find a dollar yeah. worth of pennies if you really wanted to. Yeah. I mean, like, you can go to the car wash. You can find a five bucks worth of pennies that people have dropped. Yeah, probably. And yeah. Uh, so people obviously don't find them like very useful. The yeah. useful effect is what they represent, not actually using yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, Abe Lincoln, he's on it, so we gotta keep it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can probably find even, something even else. Even though he's so racist. As... Yeah, according, <laughs> according to Joe Biden, but uh, he's he's a racist. But, um, but um, we we could probably find someplace else to put good old Abe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> another coin or something. We need to find a place for him. <laughs> so to wrap things up, I'm gonna ask Jeff another really good question. I didn't give him time to think about this one. Yeah, I haven't heard this. But one uh, yet. but uh, I think he'll answer it pretty well. So the question is, would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors, or go into the future and meet your great grandchildren? Okay, so I don't even really need to think about that because I want to go to the future. Um, so that's my answer. I want to go to the future. I am so, so anxious, I guess is the word, to see what happens yeah. in the future. Because, um, like, I see the way technology progresses. Yeah. And, and great-grandchildren, like, that's a long ways away. That's a long ways away. Yeah, and, like, like, 80 years? If if the world is still going on by then, <laughs> yeah, I think it would be pretty cool. If it hasn't exploded if, yet. If we if haven't... If the aliens haven't come. If the aliens haven't come, if we haven't fallen into nuclear <laughs> war, if, um... If um, if the world hasn't North ended Korea in hasn't some way, over. North Korea hasn't <laughs> taken over. We haven't had World War Three or anything like that. Um, then I think the world would be a pretty pretty cool place. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the hundred, yeah. two hundred years or whatever. So. I was uh, thinking about it, and I'm I'm with you. I'd rather go. You know, tell my grandchildren, hey, here's how it used to be. Do this. Yeah. Because I actually had the experience of meeting. Uh, some of my great, uh, uh, grandfather and grandmother, I met my, I knew my dad's grandpa mm-hmm. and my mom's grandma, mm-hmm. and, uh, they were two of the best people in my life, I mean, uh, they're, they've both died now, but I remember going over there and every Christmas, uh, coming over here and Papa Joe, uh, great grandpa Joe, he'd, uh, hand everybody... Hundred dollar bill. Everybody, <laughs> everybody at the Christmas party, hundred dollar bill. Hey, and I like it. Grandma like Ruby, it. Grandma Ruby. Every time you go over to her house, you need something to eat. No, Grandma, we just ate. Oh, here. <laughs> no, you gotta eat. You gotta eat something. Grandma, I just had lunch. Like, oh, you need a couple pieces of cake. And then when you're done with that, we'll get you an ice cream. Bowl. <laughs> oh yeah, like, of course. Oh, like great. Yeah, and like I'm not, I'm not knocking on my ancestors at all. Like. I think it would be I think it'd be awesome to be able to do either of those things. Go yeah. back and talk to the people yeah, that you that's how I feel. that either you, one you were young when they died, or that you never got to really meet them, or like um, that. I think that would be awesome. But also going into the future, seeing how things are like, and being able to maybe pass on a little bit of wisdom, yeah. I think that'd be yeah. pretty cool too. So Especially with uh, how we're looking now mm-hmm. in today's world. Exactly. I'd want to be. I'm like, curious, man. Yeah, I know. Same. I'm Can't, curious. I. I can't wait, but at the same time, kind of like, hey, it's not yeah, real. Yeah, you're like, you're like, well, I don't really want to talk to you. If it's good, about, let's get there. Like, keep me away. Exactly, exactly. That's kind of where I'm at with it, too. Well, yeah, I mean, just going up there or going into the future and seeing what things would be like would be awesome. But then 
I hope I get to meet my great grandchildren. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I maybe with the the way life expectancies are going nowadays, we may mm-hmm. we if may we live to get rid of COVID. If we ever get rid of COVID, well, you never get that. We gotta COVID might go on forever. Get the cure first. That's the problem. Well, maybe maybe it'll take fifty more years to get the vaccine, and we'll just we'll just wear the masks forever. All right. Thank you all for tuning in today. This is the second episode. Like I said, uh, this will be. We are now on Spotify, Podcast Breaker, Pocket Cast, and one other app. But I don't. I don't think we're gonna put it on YouTube. Much more after this. I might put this one on YouTube. But if you guys could uh, subscribe on those apps, that'd be awesome. Uh, let me know how it's going. How you guys like it. What topics you want. Uh, if you want to be a guest, like I said in the update, uh, please come to me with something solid. I don't want to ramble on with you. Have a good topic, you know. And uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Yeah, you know? that, was a, that was a good episode. Good episode. Number two, right around 30 minutes. Yeah, I like I like that time yeah. period better. Yeah. And it's shorter. easier for us to get together if exactly. we do that too. Exactly. We don't have to find a, carve out a whole hour and a half mm-hmm. or a whole hour of our schedules. And uh, we can just get in and get out. Like today, we did it when we got a what football game in four, three hours. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, let's get it done. Let's well, get in there. Let's and go beat Riverton then. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about that? All right. Thank you all. Yeah. Thanks, guys.